When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of Eagle-Eyed View. Uh, my name's Tom Moore I'm joined here by uh, our Crystal Palace correspondent, Rob Warlow. Hi Tom. So Rob, uh, I suppose the easiest place to start is the uh, fantastic 3-0 win at uh, Leicester City. That that must be a nice little boost, especially going into the Christmas period. Definitely. First away win of the season, uh, first goal of the season away from home. It was... Uh... I think completely unexpected for a lot of people when Leicester City were one of the form sides. You know, they came into that game four four straight wins, and I think a lot of people were expecting a tough afternoon for Palace. But fair play to them; they 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 went there with a game plan. It worked, you know, brilliantly. They they sort of nullified them early on, and then uh, Christian Benteke got his first goal of the season and put them in front. Then uh, Wilfred Zaha, sort of five minutes before half time, um, after being played through by Benteke, showed composure and uh, and finished past Schmeichel. And from then on, really, they controlled it. I mean, they were tuning up. Obviously, Leicester had uh, went down to ten men. Wilfred and Didi was sent off uh, second bucket of the fence. But yeah, they they had to ride a little bit of a no, you wouldn't say a storm, but you know, Leicester tried to get back into it and sort of huffed and puffed, but didn't really create much. There was one save for Julian Speroni from Riyad Mahrez. But after that, you know, Palace were you could see they could catch them on the break, and they did in the last minute. Uh, Ruben off the cheek played in Bakri Sacco substitute and he was a great finish from him not enough for post and 3-0 I mean it's almost the, the perfect away performance really getting a clean sheet and three goals so you, you wonder what, what's been going wrong all season away from home when you see a performance like that I suppose obviously Benteke first goal of the season he sort of lost his copybook a little bit as well in that game didn't he yeah I mean it was disappointing for him that he, he picked up his fifth book in the season so he's now suspended for, for this weekend at Swansea but I mean, he was happy. I spoke to him afterwards, and you know, he was pleased to get off the mark. And um, it was a good all-round performance for him. To be fair to him, um, you know, he, he's come in for a bit of criticism of late, most notably for that that penalty incident against Bournemouth. But he's he bounced back well. You know, he's put in a couple of good shifts for the team. And yeah, to get that goal, you could just see he was a completely different player after that. You know, the confidence level rose, and he, he then got the assist for Wilfred Zaha. Could have had another goal. Um, you know, a couple of chances. Kasper Schmeichel made a brilliant save. He, uh, he, he was sort of shades of his dad uh, when he, he sort of spread himself and uh, and made a save right at the far post to deny Benteke. I think Benteke would have thought that was, you know, a goal all, all day long. But yeah, great save from Schmeichel. Um, but yeah, Benteke, you've got to give him credit. He, he played well. Roy Hodgson was full of praise for him afterwards. I think his teammates appreciated his, his performance and, you know, were pleased for him to get off the mark. Hopefully it's the first of many for him this season. And obviously, uh, Wilfred Zahara had a 
had another good game. He's in a he's in good form at the moment, isn't he? He is, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's coming to expect it every week from him at the moment. He's, you know, since he's come back from that injury that he had earlier in the season, and he's been he is the Palace talisman. There's no doubt about that. And his his level of performance has been very good. You know, he's shown consistency this season, and. I mean, he's had. I know in the past he's been criticised for his end product and you know not scoring enough goals and providing enough assists. Well, you can't level that criticism at this season. You know, he's he's done brilliantly. That was his fourth goal of the season for, for Palace, and he's been injured for you know six eight weeks, I think it was. So, yeah, fair play to him. He he put in another good performance. You know, he's a constant threat for defenders, and he does get a lot of fouls against him. You know, last year was the, the most fouled player in the Premier League, mm. but. He is. Every time he gets the ball, you just think something's going to happen. He's got that ability. He can take a player on. He's got that trickery, and he is adding goals and assists. And you know that's becoming a, a real menace for defenders. And you know one of the, the top players in, in the league. And just to talk about that red card as well. Obviously, uh, second yellow for mm. simulation. Indeed, he's only going to want going to get one match ban. But you, you, with the retrospective action, is uh, someone like. Lanzini, assuming he's found guilty, could end up with two. It's a bit, yeah. It's a bit of a funny one, that isn't it? It is. I mean, it was you know Martin Atkinson was the referee and, and he picked it up straight away. Indeed, he went down in the box. Sort of, there were, there were players around him. Scott Dan was around him, but there looked to be minimal, if if no, you know, no, no contact at all, and he went down. And um, I think it was a case of you know, sort of almost. I heard some pundits saying this weekend when they were analysing it, sort of planting his leg for, you know, looking for the foul. And yeah, Martin Atkins has spotted it and showed him the second yellow. I mean, uh, it wasn't what indeed he would have wanted on his birthday. That was his 21st birthday. And uh, he got two cards, but neither of them were uh, a nice birthday card for him. And I suppose it, we look at the Premier League table as, as things stand. Obviously, Palace in 14th place, 17 points. I mean, OK, it's only... Two points clear of New, um, two points clear of Newcastle in eighteenth. Um, but uh, when you look at where they were back end of September, that's a big progress, isn't it, under Hodgson? Definitely. I mean, this is the first time they've ended a, a match week or a game week actually outside the bottom three this season. So that's a, a plus for them. They they did sort of briefly get out of the relegation zone last week when they beat Watford, only to be. Um, Drop back in it when West Brom picked up a point the following night at Liverpool. So this is the first week where they've actually ended the week actually outside the relegation zone. And I think just the confidence that, that they're playing with, that's seven games unbeaten now. And to go away to, as I said, a team like Leicester who were in form, I mean, they went and beat Southampton 4-1 last week in midweek. And I was speaking to a couple of the journalists who cover Leicester at the, um, on Saturday. And they said that was arguably their best performance of the season. And then you look at Saturday and it was possibly their worst performance of the season, but I think it was more down to Palace playing so well that made them look ordinary because you know, Leicester have been, we, we've seen it in the past, obviously they won the league only two years ago, then they haven't become a bad side just like that. Um, this season, yes, they struggled early on, but then they've had a good run of late under Claude Puel. And I think it was, I personally expected it to be a tough afternoon for Palace. I thought that they, could, they might get a goal and break the duck that, in that sense, but I didn't expect them to go and win. And, but fair play to them. Roy Hodgson's got them organised and hard to beat, and you know they're they're playing with an attacking flair as well and scoring goals now, which is something that they they have struggled with at times this season. Obviously, you know this was only the first time they scored goals away from Selhurst Park, but they're certainly looking a threat. It's not been for the want of trying and not having enough chances. They had chances, 
and Roy Hodgson was keen to stress that afterwards. He said, you know, that this has been coming, you know, this, this sort of result, because they have played well at times away from home. They've, they were a bit unlucky in defeat in Newcastle, same at Tottenham, against Burnley. I mean, all right, that wasn't with Roy Hodgson, that was under Frank de Boer, but they had enough chance in that game to have at least got a point or won it on another day. And I think it has. It's, it's, it's just been a case of tightening up at the back. That's three clean sheets in a row away from home now. And just making sure that they, they can pick up points here and there when they can. And obviously, you know, they, they picked up points in draws at Brighton and West Brom. And now to go and get that, that monkey off the back with an away win at Leicester there, doing them the world of good going into this rest of the period. I suppose if we talk about why, obviously... When he was appointed, there was a lot of scepticism about his appointment. He's obviously been battle scarred, or or he's obviously taken a lot of criticism after what happened during his time at England. Yeah. We we don't need to sort of gloss over that, go over that again, as any England fan <laughs> would not want to be talking about uh, losing to Iceland. So, uh, but he's almost redeeming his reputation at the moment, isn't he? He's sort of showing what a good manager he is now, isn't he? Yeah, he was asked that question on, on Saturday. He said, you know, is this is this run of form that you're you're on with Palace? Is it you know seeing are you seeing it as rede- redemption from your time with England? And he said, Well, you mean one game with England? He said, I don't think I was getting criticism for a lot of the, the time I was there in charge and in fairness to him they did have a, a twenty match run where they didn't didn't lose a game. So you know, he, I think it was the tournaments where obviously the, the disappointments came and he, he admitted that that Iceland game, you know, he said it many times in the past, he'd been asked about it on numerous occasions. It was a, a bad night, you know, a bad performance and unfortunately for him it was the, the last thing people remember because that was his last game in charge. And yes, he, he accepts that there was a lot of criticism for it and rightly so, he said, you know, they shouldn't be losing to a team like Iceland. but. You know, in club management, he has done a good job at, at clubs like similar size to um, Palace. You know, when we look at Fulham and West Brom, he did good jobs there. So I think he's, you know, talk about restoring his reputation. I think he's he knows himself. He's he, you know, the the jobs he's done in the past. He's a very experienced manager. He's you know seventy years of age, but he's been managing at, at the top level for you know forty odd years. So he's you know he's he's a good good management at this level and I think he knows how to get a team organised, drilled, hard to beat and he's showing that at Palace, you know, that when he came in they obviously hadn't scored or won a game, um, you know, it took him a few weeks to get to change that because they then had three more defeats when he, he came in and he admitted that, you know, at that point the team was low on confidence and obviously it wasn't looking good with seven games, no goals, no points. He's accepted that you know they're coming back from a long way behind, and but the the fact that since then they've picked up seventeen points in eleven games. I mean that's good form for you know if they were to repeat that across the rest of the season, you wouldn't be talking about them in relegation trouble. They'd be top half, you know. So I think he's he knows what he's his capabilities are. He knows what he can do with the squad, and I think the squad have been reacting positively to it. You know they. I've spoken to the players in recent weeks, and they're all very, you know, full of praise for him, and, and saying that what he and his coaching staff have brought, you know, it's 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 making them better. It's it's the basics, making sure they do the basics right, and you know, he he's got that experience. I think they all feed off of that. They respect him for it, and you can see it now in the performances and the results. Mm. I suppose look, looking ahead now, the uh, 
the festive period is pretty get, going to be upon us soon. Obviously, uh, starting with a trip to Swansea on Saturday, mm-hmm. hosting Arsenal on the twenty eighth, hosting Manchester City on the thirty uh, first, before uh, travelling to Southampton on the second. I mean, uh, certainly when you look at that, uh, that right now having Arsenal and Manchester City coming to Selhurst over the Christmas period, that that's certainly going to be tough. But let's just firstly look at. Swansea, you've almost got to be looking at that as a must-win with those two following. Yes, I suppose you could argue that. I mean, I think Swansea has a, a slightly different complexion on it, having got that result now at the weekend. You know, if they hadn't got the result against Leicester, then I think yeah, we would be talking as about as a must-win. I think for Swansea, it's a must-win because of the situation they're in. I mean, they're, they're bottom of the league, and you know, it's looking bleak for them at the moment. So. I think for for Swansea it's a must win, but for Palace it's you know if they can get a point that's, that's still a reasonable return. I think if you'd have offered them four points from Leicester and Swansea, they would have taken that. Obviously, they they want to go there and win. I mean, if they can win, they'd be creating a bit more of a gap between them and the bottom three, and that's what you know they they obviously want. That's what Roy Hodgson has been saying is you know how how divorced are we from the the bottom three and. How, how far up, you know, then can they start looking? But he's not getting ahead of himself. You know, he knows that the job's not done yet. They've, yes, they're out of the relegation zone, but there's still a long way to go. I think, you know, Swansea, we, we we know from last season with Palace, you know, that that's not going to be an easy game. I, I don't envisage it being 5-4 again. I think it would be a big shock if it was. But, yeah, that was a, an incredible game at the Liberty last year. And Palace... Haven't got a brilliant record at Swansea, you know that they, they lost to them earlier on in the season as well at Selhurst Park, and I think they'll be keen to, you know, with that. There's quite a lot of players still at the club from that time. I'm sure they'll be they'll have that in the back of their minds that defeat last year it was a bit of a chastening defeat down there. You know they they'll want to put that right, and the only way to the best way to do that is getting a result. And then obviously the the home fixtures over Christmas, Arsenal, and Manchester City. I mean. Salas Park under the lights, eight o'clock kickoff. That that does have the sort of potential of being sort of one of those special Selhurst nights, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, they, they beat Arsenal on a Monday night under the lights last year, three 0 and that was probably one of the best, if not their best, performance of the season. And I think that was the first time they beat Arsenal in the Premier League. So, you know, they've 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 got that behind them now. They've got the memories of that, and they'll try and. Obviously, make it another win. I mean, their record at home is good recently. You know, you can't always be instead of their time in the Premier League. They've they have struggled at times since they came back up to the top flight. But this year with Roy, they do seem to be making that Selhurst Park that fortress again. You know, they've got six games unbeaten now at, at home, and I think they won't have anything to fear about Arsenal coming. You know, Arsenal haven't got a great record away from home this year. They've been a bit quite poor on the road at times. You know, they've lost some games that you wouldn't normally expect them to. I think Palace will, will fancy their chances in that game. You know, if they can get out Arsenal, they, they've got every chance of getting a result. And then, obviously, to round off uh, 2017, the home game with Manchester City. <laughs> is it fair to say, given their run of form, that anything picked up there's a bonus? I think so. I think so. Um, if you can be, uh, uh, you know, there's another two games in between. But if, yeah. if you'd assume the way City are playing, that they'll carry on this run. Um, if if they come to that game still unbeaten, you know what what a coup that would be if Palace could, could become the first team to, to beat in the season. And I, it's going to be a tough ask. There's no doubt about that. You know, City are a, a quality side. We've seen that with the players they've got, the, the manager they've got, the way he's got them playing. You know, there's no doubt that they're the form side. They're the, the everyone's favourite for the title, and I think they'll take some stopping. But 
Yeah, why not Palace will fancy their chances if, if if they can come into that game with two more positive results under their belts against Swansea and Arsenal. Yeah, there's every reason to to think that they can you know stop City, pick up a point. I think a point would be a great you know a good result. A win, obviously, a bonus. But I think if they can, Palace have got the the, the players going forward to threaten City. Whether they can keep them at the back at the back is a different matter. You know, I mean, I don't expect Sacco to be fit by then, so they'll be going with the same sort of defenders that they've been playing recently. But they've been doing well. You know, the likes of Scott Dan and James Tompkins have done well at the centre back. Um, Jeffrey Schlipp at left back. They had Martin Kelly at right back at the weekend with Joel Warden, Timothy Fossey Mensah out. So yeah, they're a bit short of options with the injuries, but they've they've got players who can come in and do a job and. You know, if they, they perform like they have done in recent weeks, then there's every chance they can get something. And obviously, January transfer window starts. You're expecting it to be a, a busy month? Uh, I expect a few players to come in. I think um, Roy Hodgson did say this week that you know their recent performances perhaps are weakening their hand for January because the, the further they get away from the bottom three, then all of a sudden... You know, the men at the top might say, "Well, we don't need these players." You know, but I think there'll be some movement. I don't, I don't see it being a completely quiet January transfer window. I think they'll be looking to try and offload a few people, players who are sort of, you know, on the the periphery of the squad and not getting in the first team. There's a few players that, that fall into that bracket, and it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, if offers were to come in, obviously. But if Palace were looking to try and move some players on. I think that would free up some of the wage bill to, to bring in new players. I think Roy Hodgson certainly has made it clear that he wants more players to come in. He says the squad's not strong enough and deep enough at the moment. Um, and in certain parts, you would have to agree with him on that. You know, I mean, for example, up front, if Christian Benteke is out this weekend, they don't have a recognised centre forward this week. So, you know, and they've been in that position when he was injured earlier this season. With Conor Wickham still not expected to be fit until the new year, and that, I'm not expecting that to be the first. January that'll be a bit later on um, you know they're, they're still short up front of cover and Roy Hodgson's made it known as well he'd like another goalkeeper they've got two goalkeepers in Wayne Hennessy and Julian Speroni and he says you need three senior goalkeepers at this level you know that, that showed when at West Brom recently Hennessy picked up a back spasm in the warm up mm-hmm. Julian Speroni came in and beyond him there was no one else on the bench so if, if, if anything had happened to him in that game yeah. They would have been looking at an outfield player going in goal. So I think you can see that they're the, the two areas that particularly need strengthening. I mean, Roy Hodgson has said that centre midfield, he doesn't feel they've got enough cover. Um, some people might argue they have, but that's his opinion. I mean, as I mentioned a minute ago, they've, they've got some injuries in defence at the moment, and I think any more injuries there would stretch them and they might have to look into to that as a, an area to strengthen but certainly I, w- I would expect at least a striker to, to come in and probably another goalkeeper in January. I suppose would you, you expect many departures in a way because obviously we've seen Sudi Kai Kai has been linked mm-hmm. to the move away from the club with Brentford reportedly interested do you see potential moves like that happening as well to maybe get some of those younger players out on a permanent basis, maybe just have the odd buyback clause in it in case they yeah. make success of it? Perhaps. Um, I think there's there are more senior players in the squad um, who they would probably look to offload, you know, if they can, if someone wants to come in and buy them. I think you know, you've got players that have been there for a while now who aren't regulars and you know, if, if someone was to come in with an, an offer of maybe from a championship level or you know, even from abroad, then yes, they probably would sell. 
Um, as for the youngsters, I mean, there are a few who you could perhaps argue might benefit from a loan spell, or you know, maybe in the night, you know, in the case of Sully Kai Kai, he's he's been out on loan before. He did well at Brentford. Is I suppose an obvious link in that sense. Um, he's been playing all right for the under twenty threes, but he hasn't had many opportunities in the first team. I mean, Roy Hodgson said that in the position they have been in, it's hard to throw in a youngster who's not got much experience. So they might take a, a you know look at that and perhaps see if they can send some some players out on loan and, and get a bit more experience. Um, or it depends. It depends what the offer is. If someone comes in with a, an offer they can't turn down, then maybe. I, I think um, we, we can uh, leave it there. Just uh, like to uh, wish all our listeners a uh, very Merry Christmas and uh, a Happy New Year. And uh, we, we, we will see you uh, after Christmas.